In this video, we're going to implement modern portfolio theory in Excel. Specifically, we're going to see how to calculate the optimal portfolio. And in the last video, we showed how you could find the optimal portfolio mathematically. We were maximizing expected utility and the variable that we could change was the weights we invested in each stock and we saw that we'd have to maximize the following function w transpose times by mu minus rf minus lambda times by w transpose s times by w to solve this problem we differentiated the function with respect to w and set that equal to zero which left us with mu minus rf being equal to s times by z where z was equal to 2 lambda w to get z on its own we pre-multiplied both sides by s inverse which left us with z equals s inverse times by mu minus rf from there we could solve for the weights now that's nice in theory. What about reality though? In reality, we need inputs for this portfolio allocation problem. Portfolio theory talks about expected returns and the expected variance covariance matrix. But in reality, we don't observe expected returns and we don't observe the expected variance covariance matrix. Instead, Practitioners have to make estimates for all these inputs. How do we estimate expected returns? We're going to consider two options initially. First, we can just use historical data. We can calculate the average return in the past and use that as our estimate for future returns. Why might this be reasonable? Well, suppose that the return each day is equal to the expected return, mu i, plus some random error, epsilon. If we calculate the average, we can decompose it into two components. We have the mu, the expected return component, and the random error component. Now, the average random error over time is going to equal zero. What are we left with then? We're left with an estimate of expected returns. That's the argument for using historical data. We could also use the capital asset pricing model. We know there that the expected returns on a stock are equal to the risk-free rate plus beta for that stock times by the expected market risk premium. And we could estimate betas using a regression and calculate the expected returns based on the CAPM. To estimate the variance covariance matrix, we'll use historical data. Those are the inputs that we'll need to implement portfolio theory in reality. Now let's shift to Excel to do this. In our spreadsheet, we have 
price data for Intel, AEP, Amazon, Merck, ExxonMobil, and the S&P 500. We can calculate returns on the five stocks and the S&P 500. That's already been done. We can also calculate the average returns and the variance and the standard deviation for the five stocks and for the S&P 500. We also have demeaned returns, which we calculated a few classes ago. So we have lots of data already. Before we continue, we need to check in the name manager which cells have been named. We have a name A, which is referring to our demeaned returns. We have av underscore rets, which is referring to the average returns for the five stocks. We have market underscore ret, which is referring to the market returns for the S&P 500. We have a cell named OBS, which is equal to 65. That shows the number of observations minus one. We also have a matrix named returns. That's going to be the returns for the five stocks, Intel, AEP, Amazon, Merck, and ExxonMobil. Finally, we have a matrix named S. This is the variance-covariance matrix. And we've calculated all these in a previous class. Now we know what names have been used, we can now think about what we need for our inputs. We've calculated average returns already. This is going to be our estimate of expected returns based on historical data. We also want to calculate expected returns using the CAPM. To do that, we need to estimate betas. To estimate betas, we're going to use our linest function again. So we're going to type equals index brackets linest brackets select the y's. To estimate betas, the dependent variable will be Intel's returns. The dependent variable will be the S&P 500 returns, which we have labeled market underscore ret. And you can see as I type that, it has selected the S&P 500 returns automatically. We want to include a constant, so we press comma twice. We'll include statistics. Then we close brackets around the linest function. And which cell do we look in? Which cell do we tell the index function to look in? We've got to look in row 1 because we want the beta estimate. And we've got to look in column 1 because linest outputs things in reverse order. We can now press enter. And we've calculated the beta for Intel. Let's copy this formula across to calculate the beta for AEP, Amazon, Merck, and ExxonMobil. We can check our formulas correct by also running the regression for the S&P 500. We get a value of 1. That's exactly what we would expect.
Let's format these numbers so they're consistent with the rest. We're going to use these betas to calculate expected returns. Let's name this selection of betas. So we've got five betas. Let's name them betas. So whenever we want to refer to the betas, we just call up the name betas. We're now ready to start setting up the inputs. The second worksheet contains cells where we need to put all the portfolio allocation inputs. We have to input the risk-free rate and we need to put it in at the annual rate. So let's assume the annual risk-free rate is going to be 5%. 0 0.05. Automatically the spreadsheet calculates the monthly return. It's just the annual return divided by 12. We'll set the annual expected market risk premium at 8% per year, which translates to about 0.67% per month. Why do we need these inputs? We need them for our estimates of expected returns based on the CAPM. Let's name the monthly risk-free rate, RF, and let's name the monthly expected market risk premium, RP. We're now ready to calculate expected returns based on the historical approach and based on the CAPM. Let's select the five cells where we want to put the historical expected returns. And we've already calculated the average returns over the past five years and we labeled those on the previous sheet av underscore ret. What we need to do is transpose that so that we have the estimates lined up vertically. So we're going to do equals transpose av underscore rets. Then we press control shift enter. We now have our historical based expected returns. Now let's calculate the expected returns based on the CAPM. Select the five cells. Now we're going to type equals. And the formula for the CAPM is the risk-free rate, which we've called RF, plus we need the betas for each of these five stocks. And we calculated them in the previous spreadsheet but we need them to be displayed vertically, not horizontally. So we're going to use the transpose function again, and we're going to transpose the range betas. And the CAPM says that expected returns are equal to the risk-free rate plus betas times by the market risk premium, which we've labeled RP. Now press Control shift and enter and we have expected returns based on the CAPM. Let's name our expected returns series. For the CAPM, let's call it mu underscore CAPM, so we know what we're looking at. And let's select the historical expected returns. We'll call those mu underscore hist. 
Now to do our portfolio calculations, we know that we need to use expected excess returns. The formula over here for weights says we need to use mu minus RF. Let's select the five cells where we're going to calculate the expected excess returns based on the historical measure and type equals mu underscore hist minus RF and then press control shift enter and we've calculated the historical excess returns we can do the same for the cap M mu underscore cap M minus RF control shift enter and we now have the expected excess returns based on both approaches let's label the historical excess returns as x underscore mu underscore hist and we can do the same for the cap m let's call those x underscore mu underscore cap m the next step to calculate the optimal portfolio is to calculate z and z is equal to s inverse times by mu minus rf so we can calculate z based on the historical expected excess returns and the cap m expected excess returns let's do the historical approach first let's select the five cells where we want to calculate the z and then we're going to have to do matrix multiplication we're going to have to do s inverse times by mu minus rf so we're going to do equals m mult matrix multiplication and we need to calculate the inverse of the variance covariance matrix that's easy in excel we use a function called m inverse so we type m inverse we want to invert matrix S, which we've already named, and to calculate Z, we do S inverse times by the historical excess returns, which we've labeled X underscore mu underscore hist. Close brackets, press control, shift, enter you've now calculated Z we can do the same for the cap M select the five cells and type equals M mult open brackets M inverse open brackets capital S close brackets comma excess underscore mu underscore cap M control shift enter and we've now calculated Z based on the cap M's predicted expected excess returns we're almost done to calculate the weights say for Intel we need to calculate the Z value for Intel divided by the sum of all the Z values for Intel AEP Amazon Merck and ExxonMobil to do that let's name some cells first of all let's select the historical Z 
and call that Z underscore hist. Let's select the five cells for Z based on the cap M and call that Z underscore cap M. We now need to calculate the sum of the individual components of matrix Z. equals sum brackets and we can just use our named range z underscore hist close brackets and to do the same for the cap m it's equals sum brackets z underscore cap m close brackets Let's label these sums. Let's name them. So we have the sum z underscore hist. The same for the cap m. We have sum z underscore cap m. We're now ready to calculate the portfolio weights. Let's first do it using the historical estimates of expected returns. Select the five cells where you want the weights to be calculated and type equals and then we're going to follow the formula given here. We're going to do Z underscore hist divided by the sum of all the elements of Z which we've already labeled sum Z underscore hist. Now press Control Shift Enter, and we've calculated portfolio weights. We can do the same for the cap M. Select the five cells and type equals Z underscore cap M divided by sum Z underscore cap M. Control Shift Enter. And we have the weights for the optimal portfolio based on the CAPM's expected returns. Let's check that these weights are valid. Do they sum up to 1? Total weights is going to be equal to the sum of the weights for each of the stocks. Based on the historical expected returns, the weights sum up to 1. And if we copy the formula across for the cap M, we see the weights also add up to 1. We've now calculated the optimal portfolio. However, what's interesting is that we've got very different weights, depending on our estimates of expected returns. If we use average returns over the past five years as our estimate of expected returns, we see the portfolio weights are very volatile. We invest 128% in ExxonMobil, and we're short Intel by 55-56%. We're also short AEP 20%, while we're long Amazon 66%, and short Merck 20%. These are very extreme positions. If instead we use the CAPM to calculate expected returns, we find we're investing about 28% in Intel, 30% in AEP, 4% in Amazon, 
8% in Merck and 31% in ExxonMobil. These seem slightly more reasonable. But for the time being, we're going to go and use both the historical weights. The CAPM weights may, be slightly more, may appear to be slightly more reasonable, but they also depend on past returns, because we use the past returns to calculate the betas. This is actually a source of much debate amongst practitioners. How should you estimate expected returns? And we're going to come back to this later in the semester. We can now calculate the outputs. We can calculate the expected excess portfolio returns We can also calculate the portfolio variance, or risk. And we can calculate the expected Sharpe ratio. Before we calculate these values, let's name the weights ranges. The historical weights we'll call W underscore hist. And the CAPM weights we will call w underscore cap m. To calculate expected portfolio returns, or to calculate expected excess portfolio returns, we're going to use the formula equals m mult, and we do w transpose times by the expected excess return. So we need to do transpose of the weight underscore hist and we're going to multiply the weights by the expected excess returns based on the historical data so that's x underscore mu underscore hist close brackets press control shift enter and we have 0.0376 we can also calculate the portfolio variance which is going to be W transpose times by S times by W. Remember, we do M mult, open brackets, and we're going to do M mult again. The first bit's going to be transpose of W underscore hist multiplied by S, close brackets, and that is all going to be multiplied by W underscore hist. Close brackets, control shift enter. We've now calculated the portfolio variance. The expected sharp ratio is going to be the expected excess returns divided by the standard deviation of the returns, which is equal to the square root of the variance. Press enter. There we've calculated the expected excess portfolio returns, the portfolio variance, and the expected Sharpe ratio. We'll do the same for the CAPM. Let's first select the three cells, copy them across, and now let's change the names. Instead of HIST, we've got CAPM.
press control shift enter do the same for the variance replace the hist with the cap m control shift enter and we've now calculated portfolio expected portfolio expected excess returns for the portfolio and the variance based on the cap m to calculate the efficient frontier, we would have to recalculate the optimal portfolio weights for different levels of the risk-free rate. That's going to take a long time using this spreadsheet. You can, in fact, do everything to calculate the weights in one formula. It's a very long and complicated formula, which you don't need for class. But I did this in a separate spreadsheet. When we do these calculations, we can map out the efficient frontier. This diagram looks very similar to the diagrams we've already seen with regards to modern portfolio theory. We have our feasible set. We've got our individual stocks that lie within the feasible set. We have the envelope of the feasible set, which is represented by the blue line. We have the minimum variance portfolio, and above the minimum variance portfolio, we have our efficient frontier. We have the risk-free rate plotted, and we've also calculated the optimal portfolio, which just touches the efficient frontier. So everything that we've seen in theory can also be calculated in reality and you get a very similar looking diagram. That's all I want to cover today. I'll see you in class.